0: Hi, Grand Rising. This is Lauren with the Mindful Business Life podcast coming to you on this happy Monday to bring you the Maxwell Daily Reads. Uh, 365 days of insight to develop the leader within you and influence those around you. Uh, For those of you just joining in, my name is Lauren Calloway. I am the co-owner of RW Business Solutions. We are a digital marketing, um, graphic design, web development, business coaching company uh, now located in Charlotte. Uh, And some of the other things I do are yoga, yoga retreats, sound healings, Reiki. Um, So I'm definitely a blend of business and spirituality also with this podcast um you know the name is the mindful business life and so we talk about things that are bringing you mindfulness we talk about things that uh are business related and we just talk about life things in general so i really um love coming back to you for season two and so again on mondays we have the john c maxwell reads on wednesdays with Lindsay, we have a journey to the heart and on fridays we have the artist way with jim duke's I want to take a moment to say happy birthday, Dr. King. It's so valuable to remember our history and the people who have given their lives to see change. And may we really look at history and not continue to allow it to repeat itself. Let's stop the separation. Let's stop the segregation. Let's stop the hate and let's come back together and collaborate. So just like the other segments, uh, we tend to read. So I will read today's excerpt. January 16th, manage your attitude daily. One of the most significant discoveries of my life was realizing that we often place too much emphasis on making decisions and too little on managing the decisions we've already made. This discovery was so significant to me that I wrote a book about it called Today Matters. The emphasis of the book is that successful people make right decisions early and manage those decisions daily. You can make a decision and still have a good attitude, but if you don't make a plan to manage that decision every day, then you're likely to end up right where you started. But here's the good news. Maintaining the right attitude is easier than regaining the right attitude. How do you do that? A Chinese proverb, I came across, gives insight. Assume a cheerfulness you do not feel, and shortly you feel the cheerfulness you assume. Or as editor and publisher, Albert Hubbard says, be pleasant until 10 a.m. and the rest of the day will take care of itself. When you get up in the morning, you need to remind yourself of the decision you've made to have a positive attitude. You need to manage your thinking and direct your actions so that they are consistent with your decision. If you take responsibility for your attitude, recognizing that it can change how you live, managing it every day, and cultivating and developing positive thoughts and habits, then you can make your attitude your greatest asset. It can become it can become the difference maker in your life, and opening doors and helping you overcome great obstacles. The difference maker. Make the decision to have a good attitude today. Then manage the decision for the rest of your life. It's actually, says rest of your day. <laughs> um. So I love this so much. I think. A lot of people always tell me I have a really great attitude and I want to be honest. I think it's so important to realize like we are human beings, right? Of course, we want to manage our attitudes. Of course, we want to have the best day. Of course, you know, we want everything to go smooth, but, but acknowledge your humanness and the fact that it's actually okay to not have a great attitude as long as you learn to really course correct yourself. But as he said, it's super valuable To try to make steps and create habits to align yourself to have better attitude each day. I think for me, that proverb was just really great. And it's kind of like the fake it till you make it almost where it's like, you don't have this maybe cheerfulness. But if you meditate on it, or you concentrate on wanting that, then you'll in turn manifest it or it will start to reveal itself to you or you shall become that wish you want to. And so I will definitely keep that, um, that proverb really close to my heart and just like, okay, I want to be cheery and I want to be happy. Something else I really encourage a lot of my clients to do is like, and I do it too. Um, I was feeling a little down yesterday. Uh, for me, you know, I, um, lost my brother when I was 14 and his birthday is getting ready to come up. But I also lost my dad and my grandpa last year. And my dad's one year is coming up at the end of March. And so it just hit me yesterday. I was just like in this overabundance of like thought of like my brother and my dad and my grandpa. And it obviously put me in a state of unhappiness. And so before I went to bed, I was like, you know, I had spent some time with friends, which was really great. And then I made the conscious decision. And I said, tomorrow I want to have a great day. And Mondays are my busiest day. You know, I have my Motivation Monday uh, group coaching class. I am starting to put a podcast out on Mondays. I have my power hour with my accountability partner. Um, you know, it's just a day that one makes me happy. And it's a day where I get a lot of stuff done. I do a lot of collaborating. And so before I went to bed, I just said, man, I really want to have a great day tomorrow. You know, it's my favorite day of the week. And I really just want to like really have a kick-ass day. And so I, you know, talk talk to myself. You should talk to yourself. You are your, your, you know yourself the best. So you have that little conversation and you have to be gentle, right? Like there's no need to be mean to yourself. Sometimes there's good, good time to be stern. There's no need to be mean. And so I was like, all right, Lauren, we're going to have a great day tomorrow. Very productive. You have a lot of moving parts. Be excited, be motivated. And so The alarm goes off and I'm like, wow, I can't believe the alarm's already gone off, but I jump out of bed. You know, I get my yoga practice in. I'm like, okay, I've got plenty of time to record my podcast. I'm so excited for this, right? And so that attitude of excitement for the next day, Monday being my favorite day of the week, why? Maybe because it's everyone's least favorite day and I want to give some people like excitement and happiness to see that like Monday can be a great day. But that attitude of excitement, the attitude of wanting <clears throat> to have a great day the next day really rang true. And I hopped out of bed, like I said, I got my yoga practice in, I'm recording my podcast. By the time you hear it, it will probably be up. Uh, it will be up, because you'll be hearing it. But anyway, <laughs> um, it will be up. And by the time you hear it though, I would have already had all these meetings and all these like moments with people. And it will satisfy my soul that I woke up and had a super productive, super happy, super motivated day. And so again, I think it's super valuable to the night before, just have that conversation with yourself. Like tomorrow's going to be a great day. And then that way, like he says, like, then you start, you get up and you do the things that make you happy and you accomplish the things you want to accomplish. And it's very important to continue to keep the attitude of cheerfulness, but also the attitude of gratitude, um, find something to be grateful for when you're starting to feel down. And so some things you can really do to manage your attitude, uh, from like a business coach and a life coach perspective, do things that are a soul. Yes. Right. You're not going to be in a bad mood if you're making decisions that are positive positive healthy, happy, right? Motivating. So make sure you are doing things that align with your soul and what you like and what you like to do. It's okay to compromise, of course, depending on the the rhyme and reason for the compromise. But for the most part, you know, make sure everything is a soul. Yes, that you're doing next work out even if it's five push push-ups a day, even if it's a squat a day, just do something to move the body, go dancing. Um, That's a great way to manage your attitude. I know I wasn't feeling well yesterday and I made sure I worked out and it made me happy, right? It's very easy to find things that make you happy. Another thing for managing your attitude, and I've already said it, is the attitude of gratitude, and it's just finding things to be grateful for waking up, my home, my bed, my son, um, the ability to move my body, the ability to record a podcast, um, you know, the ability to have work. Um, I'm grateful for money, right? Just find things to be grateful for because there's so much. There's so many things, and it's been proven that the attitude of gratitude will drastically. Uh, reprogram the brain. Um, Some other things to manage your attitude, eat yummy food. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but every time I eat, I dance. And I've started noticing it more and more. (laughs) And there's a funny little meme that always says, uh, you know, when women eat and we're dancing, it's like, you know, like, the (laughs) I don't want to say the bad badness, bad side coming out, you know, like leaving the body, but it's just kind of like the attitude is leaving the body. Um, (laughs) so eat some yummy food, you know, soothe the belly, soothe the mind. Some other things to help manage your, um, attitude is, um, to breathe, do conscious breathing wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just stop. Take a nice deep breath in through the nose open the mouth and let it go and you can take as many of those inhales and out exhales in through the nose and out through the mouth as you like and those are big stress reliever breaths another thing to manage a good attitude and it goes back to breathing so I'm certified in mindful yoga therapy Uh, it's geared for PTSD anxiety and depression for uh, veterans primarily but obviously it helps everyone in the world anytime you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth or breathing in and out through the mouth your body goes into a natural state of fight or flight most people don't know this but it causes the central nurse nervous system to naturally be on a state of alarm Our society doesn't practice mindful breathing and it doesn't practice breathing correctly, which is inhaling in through the nose, expanded into the belly, exhale out through the nose and a light contraction into the core. Okay. It actually teaches breathing in and the belly going in and breathing out and the belly going out. That's not accurate. So with the certification, you know, the one thing I learned is, is that fight or flight. You know, that natural breathing in through the mouth and out through the mouth or in through the nose and out through the mouth is actually causing the body to be in a state of alarm. And so breathing in through the nose and breathing out through the nose with conscious breathing is going to keep the central nervous system as cool, calm and collected as it can be. And you really want to extend those breaths and have nice, long, slow, deep breaths in and out inhales matching exhales but that's huge breath i can't tell you how many times i've had i've ran into some really challenging moments in my life with and i would just breathe i would close my eyes wherever i was at and i would breathe one little story um i was i just graduated high school i was living with my dad god rest his soul and my stepmom and I kinda got into it because my cousin at the time had stolen money from me. And she was staying with us. And so I go and tell my stepmom, like, hey, I think uh Stephanie stole some money from us. And she went off on me. She was so mad and she was in my face screaming. And I literally closed my eyes and I'm 20, you know, I'm, I'm in my 20s. I, was, I think it was in college. I'm in my 20s and I just stop and I breathe. I close my eyes and I just start breathing. She goes, are you effing meditating right now? And once I felt calm enough to open my eyes, I opened my eyes and I said, yeah. And I walked out the door and I'm really grateful for having such a strong internal practice of take a moment before you react. Um, And so I just want to encourage you just like in any situation, take a pause, take a breath, whether people are comfortable with that concept or not. The other thing for managing your attitude is make sure you get a lot of rest. Get the rest you need. I only like five hours of sleep. If I get more than that, I'm groggy. Um, Some people need seven or eight. But it's super important to make sure you're getting the rest you need. So just circle back. You know, there's a lot of things you can do to have a positive attitude. I gave you quite a decent list. Read a book. Listen to music. You know, there's like the possibilities are endless. But... It takes conscious, active motion, right? Conscious, active thought to remind yourself and to create those moments for you to find that positive attitude within you. I really think that... You know, we live in a society where we are constantly pushing the agenda that everything is fine. Everything is perfect. There's nothing wrong. You know, we live on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn and we're always out and about and doing things. And just remember that it is okay to have bad days. You know, I don't think John C. Maxwell is saying don't. you can't have bad days. I think he's just gently reminding us that we can. Even when we're having a bad day, make a conscious effort to have a better attitude and to try to, you know, be that guiding light for the world around us. I really am so excited to do this read. um, And I hope you gain some great insight and knowledge on ways to manage your attitude and ways to be more conscious, and ways to breathe and to pause and to just be. Don't forget, Wednesday we have Journey to the Heart with Lindsay and I coming out. I want to bless you guys with an amazing day. Namaste. Namaste.